0: Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart with your Fantasy Sports Radio update.
1: We've been waiting for a long time, and today, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Manny Machado, that's the sound of him cashing in. The San Diego Padres have agreed to a deal with the free agent infielder, and it's a huge one. Machado's new deal, 10 years, $300 million. That reported deal, which includes an opt-out clause in the fifth year, would be the biggest free agent contract in the history of North American sports there. The two sides will have to hammer out some language in the deal, and Machado still has to pass a physical. Last season, the 26-year-old hit 297 with 37 home runs and 107 RBI for both the Baltimore Orioles and then the Los Angeles Dodgers. Over the course of his seven-year career, he's appeared in four All-Star games. He's got two gold gloves. He's hit for a 282 average along with 175 home runs and 513 home runs to boot. Solid numbers there. This agreement ends nearly three months of speculation about the prized infielder's destination. He had varying degrees of interest from the Yankees, White Sox, and Phillies. And after Machado signing, the Padres payroll still sits at approximately $110 million. The question now is, where is Bryce Harper going to go after this big move? And even with this massive signing of Machado, the Padres have not ruled out potentially signing Harper as well. The team still has money to do it. San Diego, once known as cheap, has spent in recent years. The organization gave first baseman Eric Hosmer an eight-year $144 million deal just one year ago. They also inked Will Myers to an $83 million contract extension back in January of 2017. Plus, they have one of MLB's top-rated farm systems to boot, so maybe some good times ahead for San Diego. Duke has reclaimed the number one spot in the NCAA AP poll. The Blue Devils earning 58 of 64 first-place votes to earn a third stint at number one this year. Duke climbed one spot to replace Tennessee, who lost to Kentucky over the weekend. Gonzaga, they move up to number two. Virginia, number three. Kentucky moves up to four. And Tennessee, they go from first place to fifth after a tough weekend. Nevada, Michigan, UNC, Houston, and Michigan State round out the top ten in college hoops. Let's take a look at that NCAA sked in top 25 in early action tonight. First off, at 6 o'clock, Dayton and Davidson get things started. 6 o'clock tip-off, Davidson minus 3.5, 133 is the total there. Then we have number five, Tennessee hosting state rival Vanderbilt. Volunteers minus 17.5, 143 and a half. Number 25, Buffalo entertains Ohio. Bulls laying 18, 155. Number 15, Purdue at Indiana. Nice rivalry there. Boilermakers minus six on the road. The total in that game 138. A battle of two top 25 teams in the Big Ten. Iowa hosting Maryland. The Hawkeyes, two and a half point favorites there. 147 is your over under. Number four, Kentucky at Mizzou. The Wildcats minus 11 and a half, 133. Number 16, Florida State at Clemson. The Tigers now minus minus one, 132.5 is your total. And the late game, number 19 Iowa State taking on Baylor Cyclones laying 10 points and the total in that game 140. Antonio Brown and Steelers owner Art Rooney clearing the air on a lot of issues today, but one thing is certain from both parties say, hey, it's time for the Steeler organization to move on and he's got to leave town. Brown adding, if your team has guaranteed money, give him a call. He'll pick up. The 30 30 year old receiver uh, desires guaranteed money and it comes a year after quarterback Kirk Cousins signed a three-year fully guaranteed contract with Minnesota for $84 million. Minor deal. The Arizona Cardinals have signed former Bills tight end Charles Clay to a one-year deal. And interesting story here. The startup AAF has actually been saved by a National Hockey League owner. Tom Dundon, the owner of the Carolina Hurricanes, made a $250 million commitment to the new league last week in its first week of play. That investment was necessary to save the league from missing payroll. Dundon will serve as chairman of the AAF Board of Directors, effective immediately, according to the Carolina Hurricanes. The AAF just completed its second weekend of action on Sunday. Champions League scores right now. We have some live action going on for my boy Yang. Liverpool and Bayern Munich, scoreless at the half. Lyon and Barcelona also nil-nil at the break. Uh, We've seen that movie before. Busy Tuesday night on the ice, nine games on tap, four at seven. Buffalo and Carolina, Cats laying 140, total six. Pittsburgh minus 70 at New Jersey, over under 6.5. Tampa Bay laying 30 sets in Philly, over under 6.5 there. Carolina hosting the New York Rangers. Canes minus 205, total six at 730. Columbus at Montreal. Montreal, a small favorite at 125, over under six. Leafs and the Red Hot Blues meet in St. Louis, should be a good one. Blues minus 30, six is your total there. Anaheim at Minnesota, wild, a big favorite, minus 210, 5.5. And And Nashville, they hit into Dallas to take on the Stars. Stars minus 15 cents, 5.5. Five and a half year total and the late action Arizona at Edmonton the Oilers are laying minus 170 over under in that game sits at 6. Keep it locked to the Fantasy Sports Network for all your entertainment needs my boy Gabe Maranci he's the host I'm Red Heat he's Rage stay tuned for Red Heat and Rage we're going to have our friend on George Kurtz Long Island Rage talk a little bit baseball a little hockey and a whole lot more so keep it locked right here to Red Heat and Rage on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network
2: we're back right away Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844 843 6879 to join the Fantasy Sports Network. Game time decisions.
1: Welcome to Red Heat and Rage Radio. I'm the Rage and Redhead, Cam Stewart. You hear the update there. Busy night in hockey, basketball off. My boy, Gabe Morensi will join us on the show. He is Rage. I am Red Heat, and we will go over the board tonight. Lots of betting talk. Our buddy, George Kurtz, will stop by and a whole lot more there. So stay tuned. Lock it in. We are your network for everything from gambling, DFS. It was interesting, too, to listen to Scout Radio, a little NHL DFS. I'll have a lineup for you on the board as well as we took a look busy busy night in the national hockey league with nine games on tap and a good night in college basketball the nba they're still on their break so right now we'll go through all the boards uh, on all the lines we got all sorts of stuff coming up on the show george kurtz as i mentioned will drop by he'll have some hockey picks for us and interesting night in college basketball too a couple good games as i mentioned six o'clock we got an earlier start there Dayton and Davidson kicking things off at 6 o'clock. Davidson minus 3.5, total 133 in that game. And then the big boys, they get going a little bit later on in the show. Uh, Tennessee right now taking on Vanderbilt. They're 17.5-point favorites, 146 in that game. Buffalo, big win against Toledo on Friday. And the Bulls laying 18 tonight against the Ohio Bobcats. Big, big spread, 155 the total there. Uh, Number 15, Purdue at Indiana and a whole lot more. But the baseball world, that is the big story right now. Manny Machado signing on with the San Diego Padres. And we talked about this organization used to being tight. The Padres used to like to save their money, but now they're really going to spend it now. Cha-ching, cha-ching. The Padres, 10-year deal. $300 million for Machado, so that is unbelievable stuff. He is cashing in, and the crazy story about this is they said, hey, Bryce Harper might be available too. I doubt that's going to happen, but the Padres have saved for years, and we talked about the signings that they've had. used to be a a cheap organization, now spending. What about that deal with Eric Hosmer? Eight years, $144 and Will Myers, $83 million contract extension, and now Machado. So San Diego, the doormats of the West, actually spending some money, and it's nice. We waited for the Padres. Hey, we remember the good old days with Tony Gwynn and Steve Garvey, and uh, these guys have been doormats for a long period of time. It's nice to see the Padres finally spend some money. We'll see what happens there At uh, yeah, later on with this uh, Bryce Harper deal as well. We don't know what's going to happen, but they basically were playing chicken with each other, and uh, one, one signed now, so I think the other one has to sign, and hopefully uh, that'll work out. We'll see what happens because we have no idea... What's going to happen with Manny Machado? He's still got to pass that physical. I think he'll be okay. He's going to go see a doctor. He's going to pass. And then Bryce Harper waited. I don't know. The Philadelphia Phillies seem to be the right mix for him. And we'll see what happens there. And lots of great news out of baseball. I told you the NBA break and a whole lot more. Stay tuned. It's Red Heat and Rage.
3: work. I'm Cable Renzi. Alongside Cam Stewart. You heard Cam uh, throw it down on this uh, Tuesday edition of the program. We'll try to track uh, George Kurtz down as uh, George joins us every Tuesday. Uh, Here you heard Cam mention Manny Machado. $30 million a year from uh, San Diego. Uh, San Diego were always that mystery team. Um, The the late uh, mystery team that came and basically won his services because they offered the most money seems to be uh, pretty, pretty simple uh, here. Uh, Chicago White Sox, I think didn't get uh, this high. Um, Evidently the Philadelphia Phillies didn't get this high either. We'll see how much money Bryce Harper gets right now. Now that this number has been set at $300 million for Machado. And truth be told, I think that a lot of teams sort of think Machado is more valuable than Harper being, uh, being an infielder as opposed to, to being the outfielder in the production uh, that he brings to the table. But uh, San Diego's not playing around. It's been years that they're just sort of there yep. uh, in the West. The Dodgers always spend money and have been pretty successful. San Francisco have won World Series every couple of years. I think, what, they've won uh, three World Series over the last 12 years or whatever the hell it's been. Colorado, so, you know, knocking on the there. door. Yep. Arizona is sort of looks like Arizona's in rebuild mode. Uh, Right now, and uh, San Diego, you know, especially with no football team there, too. It almost puts more emphasis on San Diego to to be better, or at least an opportunity for them. Hey, if we're good, we could take this city over, actually. I mean... Next to the San Diego Fleet, they're the only show
1: in town right now. Yeah, and uh, that's the thing. And the crazy thing is, Marenzi, uh, they got uh, the money, the payroll, $110 million. They still have more money to spend. I doubt, I really doubt that they're going to end up uh, winning the Bryce Harper sweepstakes. But who the hell knows what's happened in this baseball offseason. It's been crazy. And as I mentioned in the update before, you know, this team is usually pretty tight. But they got uh, Will Myers to a nice extension there, Hosmer. Uh, They got a good, they have a nice little, uh, you know, uh, farm system too. Not too tight, to be honest. Yeah. They're just yeah. not good. Yeah. They're going to get better, though. They're going to get better. It's difference. Uh, I mean, it's it's taking time. It's, they it's gave Will
3: Myers, a, they like you said, they gave Myers a ton of money. They they've spent money. Hosmer makes a lot of money. Yeah, like they've they've actually spent money. In fact, they're actually on the hook now for over five hundred million dollars in contracts through three players, which is pretty insane. You know what? The Dodgers are under contract after next year, after this year. How $8 much? Eight million dollars.
1: Ooh. That's nice. Yeah, like they're not.
3: Yeah, I know. But it, no, it is. It, 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 yeah. Well, if you're the Dodgers owners, but for sure, you're a Dodger fan, dude, There's no salary cap in this league, so like this. Oh, they're under this. They're under that. There's no, no cap. spend. Spend. They're making it up, right? Well, you know, we don't want to spend this. Listen, teams have spent a lot of money before and not won. Right? Like we've seen it with the Toronto Blue Jays. Yep. They've spent money and not won. They've tried they've tried to not spend money and not won. The only time they had success was when they actually did spend money with Anthopolis briefly and it, it worked for them. It's every team is different, but like when you're in the American League East, you don't really have a choice but to spend money. Right? The Yankees are gonna spend money, the Red Sox are gonna Sox spend money. money. You don't really have a choice. You're kinda screwed. Like, when people point, oh, look at the Kansas City Royals. Yeah, they're playing against, like, the, the Tigers and, the, and the Indians. It's not like yep. these teams. The Twins, they're all cheap, right? It's a cheap division. You know, like, when you're in the National League West, it's not really a cheap division. You know, like, you saw San Francisco try to spend money. Uh, Colorado have star players. The Dodgers don't screw around. Like, San Diego really don't have a choice. You can, even if you have a great farm system, your farm system's never going to win unless – Unless it really all comes together and you're in a bad division. Like the Braves, it was able to work for the Braves.
1: You know, the division wasn't great that they're in. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I think this is great for San Diego, and you, you you brought up a great point. You don't have the Chargers there anymore. You got the Fleet in the AFF. Like, what, what are you going to do? You're going to have to spend. You're going to have to compete. This organization did have glory glory years when we were a lot younger. It was nice. It's actually nice to see these guys going out there and trying to do something about it. So, you know, I'm I'm happy for San Diego. Always a day late, dollar short, Marancy. I wish I had uh, I wish I had the futures on them this year instead of last year. Always seem to get it uh, a little bit too late. I invest and now they go out and do this. The wins totals well, got one, to go up.
3: <laughs> yeah, their win total will go up a bit. It'll be interesting to see the the difference. But how much? How much? How much does a does one player make? Listen, we've seen this before. Sa- San Diego, San Diego has spent money in the past when they brought Myers in a couple of years ago. They they spent some money and it it didn't work out for them. They threw money at the wrong guys. But, but it's hard. Like if you're if you're a Pudge fan or you're. You know, you're in San Diego. Like I said, without the Chargers there now, I mean, the taxpayer's built for that stadium, right? So there's a reason to go to the park now. Let's bring uh, George Kurtz in and uh, get his thoughts on uh, Machado. $30 million a year. It's not really mind-numbing the deal. It sounds like a lot, $300 million. Biggest biggest contract in U.S. sports history, I guess, until Harper signs. We'll, We'll see what Harper gets, but... You know, $30 million a year when it's all said and done is, I guess, pretty much in the range uh, that, you know, he could have expected. They weren't going to get $40 mil a year, so he wanted the long-term deal. He gets a long-term deal. Machado has an out after five years, too. He could bolt San Diego if he wants. George Kurt steps up in it. What's up, George? How you doing, guys? Uh, interesting day. Good day to be
4: Manny
1: Machado. Yes, <laughs> Very much so. Three hundred million. We could really go for a piece there, George. That'd be nice. Just a, just a little piece. Yeah, you know you have the California
4: taxes. He'll only have a couple of million left. So uh, maybe it's not as crazy. <laughs> yeah, as
3: that's things. that's interesting that he has <laughs> up there.
4: A <laughs> lot lots of taxes in California. I think it's I think it's the highest uh, tax state in the country. it's well, yeah. certainly top two or top three. That's why. I, uh, that's why players generally, when they look at that, they want to go to Florida, they want to go to Texas, where they don't get that state income tax.
3: Yeah, but, you know, you make more, more money, more banking than your buck there. You know, aren't they, like, on the verge of bankruptcy all the time in California, too? It's <laughs> the whole country on the verge of bankruptcy.
4: Who's not on the verge of bankruptcy? I mean, they got no water well, in know. California. Just... They're going to fall into the ocean one day. Who the hell
3: knows? Yeah, I know. I was just saying <laughs> they have the highest taxes, yet they're broke. You know I mean, like, <laughs> I makes no no there's sense, correlation. Where's
4: all the money going.
3: Yeah, like, it just sort of seems to be a moneyless pit uh, in California. But that's not Manny Machado's problem. <laughs> like, no. No. You're right. He's, he's going to get taxed pretty much wherever. I mean, you've got Texas and you've got Florida, but the Tampa Bay Rays and the Marlins weren't in business. You know what I mean? And then, okay, you get the Houston Astros and, and the Texas Rangers. Say so you're talking about saving, like, 7% or something like that. From what I understand – I don't know the the full gist the gist of the deal actually contractually, but I do know that it's a five year out for for Manny after five years, and I also know that sort of like football, there's a signing bonus, like there's money up front and stuff in this as well. I don't know how much. So I guess we'll we'll figure that out. And supposedly, that's that was a California thing, and Harper supposedly has the same thing. That they're not, they're not like, oh, we don't listen to California teams. But if you, if if a California team steps up, you've got to play a game with them as far as the, the money up front and deferred this and sort of they haven't figured out for tax purposes how they can soften the blow. But they need, they need, they need you need to play ball with them. And um, I guess evidently San Diego did there. I don't know what they gave them up front, but you know, baseball contracts are guaranteed though, right? Either way, this isn't the NFL, so. He gets the $300 million. It's just how they figure it out, how it's going to be split up and whatever. I'd like to have that tax problem, though, to have $300 million, right? It would yeah, suck to get that. the government I'll that much I'll figure it money. out. Probably give up. He's got to give up, like, you know, nearly, <laughs> nearly half of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, welcome to Canada, 60%. Bye-bye. Yeah. They'll, they'll find
4: ways to, so they'll defer dad. the money, they'll do things like that. He, he yeah. won't give up his, uh, quite as much as the normal person would think that it might be half, because technically, yeah, it would be about half between taxes and agent fee as well. You you throw that in there. It would probably be close to 40%, 40, 42 44%, something like that. But they'll, they'll defer some of the money, and there'll be tax shelters. This is what these uh, accountants get paid for, and the agents get paid for. They'll find ways, uh, they'll find every way
3: possible to limit the amount of taxes he pays. Exactly. This is where the super accountants, they come, the super accountants uh, come into play. But, you know, Rob Manford said just the other day that the reason that they're not signed, that, you know, everyone needs to chill out. Tony okay. Clark says that there's various teams in baseball that aren't trying to win and that are hoarding the money. And he specifically stated four teams. The problem was Manford threw back at him that the three of the four teams are good right? The Kansas City Royals don't spend money. They won a World Series. Pittsburgh yeah, Pittsburgh actually did spend a little bit of money. They brought people in. Uh, Tampa don't spend money, but it works for them. And then the Marlins.
2: Uh, the Marlins are the Marlins. Alright, we'll hit this on the other side.
3: Uh, morning after every morning, nine a.m. <laughs> you heard Joe Ranieri making it, uh, making it rain at uh, six. Game time decisions, uh, four to seven. Uh, we've got you, uh, we got you covered. And Isaiah is doing a great job uh, at nighttime with some uh, some great guests on the program. And speaking of great guests, though, we had Phil Savage on uh, the morning after this morning, and uh, Phil Savage, of course, uh, longtime football. Executive and uh, scout, general manager. He was general manager of the Cleveland Browns. In fact, he he drafted. Um, he was part of the team with Ozzie Newsom that uh, that uh, drafted so many Hall of Famers. He ran the Senior Bowl for uh, for six years, from 2012 to like 2017, and until last year, he actually ran the Senior Bowl. So he's a pretty good guy to have on today to talk about uh, the upcoming draft. For the record, he's not sold on Kyler Murray. He's not a fan. Thinks uh, Kyler Murray's going to have some problems. International Football League, but Phil Savage now is the general manager of the Arizona Hotshots uh, in the uh, Alliance of American uh, Football League. And uh, we see a story here. Um, so some of this stuff is factual, and some of it he says is not. So basically we didn't have him on to talk about the, the cash influx so uh, the owner of the Carolina Hurricanes, guys, who says uh, NHL uh, owners don't have money? Yeah, uh, the owner of the Carolina Hurricanes steps up, puts 250 million dollars, uh, a cash influx, into the Alliance uh, League. Basically, he basically owns the league now. He took the league over, and he's the new chairman of the board uh, of this league. Yet I see that uh, you know Darren Reval is stating that players didn't get paid. In week one, and there was another report that they weren't going to be able to pay players this week unless this money came in. Yet, I don't know, Phil Savage is uh, Arizona, and he said that he doesn't know where any of this is coming from, that they got paid. He said, just for the record, he goes, I don't know where Rovell's getting this, that no one got paid or people didn't get paid. He goes, we got paid. He says, no, no one, no one on the team didn't get paid. So I think this little, all oh, they were, they were on the ropes and they didn't have money. Is is being a little bit uh, a little bit over exaggerated, uh, but at the same point in time, I mean, I don't know if they lost an investor or what the deal is. They needed the money, but every company, like the the UFC, borrows money all the time and gets money. Like, yep. like when they sold, like one that was part of the deal. Like they sold for four billion dollars, but it was like, oh yeah, you know, we've borrowed like a billion dollars off of people over the years to keep this, you know, cash influxes. Like rich people do this all the time. I don't think the league was on the verge of bankruptcy. I think they, maybe they, they, didn't have as much money as they would like. But I don't. A lot of people are like, "Oh, look, they're in trouble already." I don't look like they're in trouble. Somebody just gave them two hundred fifty million dollars. A lot of companies in America that nobody coming in and giving them two hundred fifty million dollars, guys. So either they're they're not in trouble. They have two hundred fifty million dollars now.
4: <laughs> yeah, you would think. I mean, uh, what the Carolina? Uh... Kane's owner is, uh, he was compared to Mark Cuban, right? He's a friend of Mark Cuban, so people were worried that he would do weird things in the NHL just like Cuban uh, does in the uh, NBA. Uh, he really hasn't so far, and the Hurricanes are actually in the playoff. So I'm a little surprised he would do this. Uh, you know, That's a quarter of a billion dollars. I don't know what his net worth is. Maybe a quarter of a billion dollars. Like it was no big deal. Uh, if I NBA wouldn't did do it. Him,
3: I probably wouldn't <laughs> do it either. I mean, uh, not, not, not the a- i a- a- the just, I'm not, I'm not, if I had $250 million dollars. And they were like, All right, you got two hundred fifty million dollars to get into pro sports. The AAF isn't what I would put it all on. (laughs) It's a great point. No, they were basically uh, I don't know, like yeah, with that, I'd rather buy, like, 20% of the LA Clippers or yeah, something. Yeah, no, you know no, I mean? exactly.
1: <laughs> you're, make, you know, you're making total sense. And they said this guy, like, it's kind of interesting, like, the backstory, and I'm with you, Marenzi, I think that, like, eventually there have been no problems with people getting paid, maybe just working it out, and remember, the week one ratings were good, too, and you said it, you bring up a good point, rich people borrow, borrow to, to you know, things around. He was basically saying he always wanted to be involved in multiple franchises, kind of like the Glazers, you know, with the, the premiership teams overseas, and football, and everything else, so he's kind of like a, a big shot owner jr compared to these other guys and i guess the aaf is uh what he what he, what he can afford to do and now he's running the show their so, problem
3: in the af is they're paying people too much money it's just it it just is this is the problem like so the quality of football is very good like it's it is very good football you know it's not it's it's like the second half of a preseason game. With a little more intensity, obviously. like like the They've got decent players, but I think that's a problem. I mean, they're paying every player in the league $250,000. It's a lot. And game. so for a three-year deal, right? And it doesn't matter what position you play. That's whacked. Like, you don't need to give the kicker $82,000 for 10 games. You know what I mean? Like, honestly. And these kickers are the best ones. They're, they're the ones with the best chance of getting into the, the, the NFL. Like I hate to say it, but like none of these dudes are getting into the NFL from the Alliance League. They were already in the league. Like they've already been. Like if they were, if they They'll were second the Secondly, <laughs> yeah. yeah, or they'd be in the CFL after. Yeah, you know what I mean. Correct. So like they're like they're playing to keep the dream going. I'm not saying nobody. There'll be a guy or two that'll pop up on a practice roster again, or get back signed again. But for the most part, I was thinking about that the other day. Because I was looking, I'm like, yeah, you know, you're, you know, you're not, you're not going to make it back. You're not going to make it back. It's almost like they're better off auditioning. For, like people said, oh, the AF is going to hurt the CFL. Look the other way around, man. The CFL can pluck these guys. You know what I mean? Like, CFL can say, look, this receiver is good. He's only making 80k US. We'll yep. give him 300 Canadian, right? And it's a much better deal. And it's a better, it's a better league. It's a better everything. Uh, type of deal, but I just think they 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 overpay. Like they can't pay the every player so much. I think that'll catch up to them a bit. You want to be cool and throw money around, but so I was thinking about that. So I saw like a kicker. One, the guy is on. Uh, he was on San Antonio, and he was drilling like fifty three, fifty four yarders, and you know, pretty pretty convincingly too. And I'm thinking. It's not like, you know, like, they already know if you're a lineman. They're already like, yeah, he's too slow on his feet. You know what I mean? They're like, that's why he's not in the NFL. Or he's too this. He's too slow. You know, he doesn't have the power. He doesn't have the explosive speed off the line of scrimmage. So there's all these things that keep guys out that have a lot of talent out of the National Football League. But, George, if you're a kicker, if I'm a scout and I'm seeing some dude in the Alliance League and he's booting 54 yarders all the time. Why don't I give him a chance? It's not like physically he's outmatched or slower or worse than, than an NFL kicker. Give him a chance. I think kickers have the best chance, actually, of showcasing their skills in this league more than anyone else actually does.
4: Oh, I would agree. I and mean, we see it every week in the NFL. All oh, this team's bringing six kickers—the challenge for a job, right? So uh, you exactly. get yourself on film, you get yourself on tape. This uh, general manager can see what you can do. All right, let's call Joe Schmo here. Yeah, you know, we've seen. That's why I think this whole league is—it's just a way of get these players get more on film. And maybe rather than a minor league system, which would happen right after the you know during the NFL season, like baseball does, it gets you during the you know the, where the general managers can actually watch these guys work. I think it is more for kickers because I don't—I agree with you. I think the CFL would benefit. You know, because they can just pluck these guys. The NFL is like maybe well, a half a one half a percent of these guys will end up in the NFL at some point. Maybe besides the NFL already the saw defense. these
3: guys. Exactly, there is a cold world in the NFL. They already saw them. They've already been through the NFL grinder, right? Like they've already been there. Like these guys would they'd rather you'd rather you'd rather be on an NFL practice roster than a alliance team. These guys aren't on practice rosters. Like it was they're dudes that got cut by the CFL. Don't want to play in the arena league, or too good, like for, but are still good. Like there's still a of football players out there. Like the NFL is such a specialist league, right? You know, you have to meet certain requirements, and then it's good, and then you're out after a couple of years. But, but anyway, so the league, the league is pretty safe for the next uh, three to five years. So that basically the deal. So we had Phil Savage on today, and he said that they were told from the onset that we're in this for three years. We should be good for five. Now with this money, they're good for, for the three to five years right now. And they can build it up. And I think the best thing they can do, actually, and we talk about the correlation with the NFL, which they don't really have much. They have a deal with the NFL network. But is that uh, the NFL, this is Bill Polian's goal, is that the NFL gives their practice roster to these guys. Right? So exactly. practice yeah. squad players yeah. can get reps. And they don't, you know, they used to have NFL Europe.
0: Like I this, when NFL I look at Europe. this league, Karen,
3: this is what it reminds me of. It's all <laughs> Europe, but very, good, it's very, the same thing. very good, very very good. It's the World League that was in Montreal before the yep. Montreal Machine. pro Machine,
1: yeah. Right those guys
3: had people that made it to the yeah. NFL. Stan Gelbaugh was the quarterback.
1: He played for the Seahawks. No, oh, they had tons of guys who went. Yeah, I would yeah, say Stan that Yelba, league had more guys, exactly. more guys who played in the NFL in the World League. Lots of guys went there. And when you were a high draft pick, you went to the World League first. Mm-hmm. I remember a lot of Seahawks. They go to the World League and then eventually, you know, when they're ready to to play in the NFL. NFL they went in there just uh, yeah no I thought there was a lot of guys in in the world league that actually went to the NFL afterwards I would say that league even more so than this one but hopefully they're hoping they can well, these guys to the big league
3: that was another that was another sort of uh Roger Goodell like he's anti anything that cost them money to develop anything like they oh no no why are we doing this why are we doing that well so your players could get reps I mean Really, NFL preseason games are a joke. You know, so they're evaluating players really on not a lot, you know, of a, of a half. You know, obviously what happens in practice is big, but, you know, I think the, the Alliance League has a place. But anyway, so uh, I'm just stating. Phil Savage stated this morning that he doesn't know where Ravel is getting, that no one got paid and stuff. And I just saw Ravel state that players never got paid for week one. And uh, it's funny because Savage even dropped. He goes, uh, basically, yeah. He goes. You might have to wait a day or two. So I think they might have been a little late. Doesn't matter what business you're in. The <laughs> check, the check. check's in the mail. Uh, but he said Arizona have all been paid. Um, so that's just something there. So yeah, the owner of Carolina, the Carolina Hurricanes. Oh, there's the music. i barely. Can you turn the levels up yet? I can't tell. We're we going to break. All right, taco. <laughs> So on the other side, I look forward to your guys' take on uh, Don Terry freaking out about the Carolina Hurricanes. Speaking of the Carolina Hurricanes, he's going to make more money selling those t-shirts
0: than he will off the AF.
3: Prime Decision, Breaking News Radio, Fantasy Sports, on Radio Network. I'm Dave Maranzy, alongside Cam Stewart, Jordan Kurtz uh, joining us. Talk a little bit about uh, Machado and uh, signing three hundred million dollars. See what happens with uh, with Bryce Harper. Machado is a San Diego uh, Padre right now. In case uh, you're just uh, you're just getting out of wherever you're getting out of, yeah. Machado signs in San Diego. One thing uh, quickly about that is looks like Philadelphia, guys. Philadelphia as a team has been pretty aggressive in the offseason. Or at least tried to be aggressive. They went after Machado pretty hard. Um, they come up empty going after Bryce Harper. Now, for the record, that's where I think Harper is going to end up. It seemed like last night that this is where we were going. Uh, with this. I know it's been premature and people have jumped the gun with Harper a million times. Seemed inevitable that he was going to be with San Francisco last week. But... You know, Bob Nightingale is a pretty, uh, I, you know, I respect Bob Nightingale. He's reputable. He doesn't throw things out there. I saw Nightingale and a couple other respected guys were stating that it seems like he's close with Philadelphia right now, except we've heard that before, so I don't know. I mean, supposedly the White Sox were close with Machado, too, right? Yep. Right now, the White Sox are like, well, we just signed all of Machado's buddies or nothing. it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a good point. They were going to bring
1: him there, and now they got to deal with that. That's not cool. Yeah, that blows. <laughs> yeah. he will be releasing some his coming buddies, tomorrow. His
3: brother-in-law. Yeah, what they got a yeah, yeah, Alonso there? Right, yeah, guys. it's like Yonder will be traded.
4: John Jay, he'll be released Not tomorrow. Jay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah, it's like guys. <laughs> Damn, that know, didn't work. The only reason we side you. Yeah,
1: get Machado here, pass. Yeah,
3: that blows. <laughs> 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 All right. So, the owner of the Carolina Hurricanes, and I'm going to look this up actually in a second. I just want to see where he got all his money because he's obviously pretty Who, Tom rich. Tom Dundon? Yeah, he sounds like um, he's loaded. He's loaded. Um, So the Carolina Hurricanes in the the news, uh, in the hockey world, uh, due to Don Cherry. So uh, Don Cherry lost it uh, on Sunday, I guess it was, um, during his coach's corner or on hockey day, whatever the hell it was. I don't know. I I saw the video of it. Um, Don Cherry's pissed off because the Carolina Hurricanes, after the game, have like celebrations. And they come up with different sort of themes after the game. And this one was sort of the, uh, was a bat flip, like baseball style. So basically one dude, they set up, like one guy had his hockey stick, sort of like a baseball bat, and he got into a batter's crouch stance, and somebody threw, they should have thrown a puck for real, but he threw like a fictitious <laughs> like pitch at him. He swings the stick, flicks, you know, flicks the stick in the air, uh, flips it bat flip style, And then he skated around the bases where the team was waiting for him at home plate. And they all did the baseball jump thing, and they poured Gatorade over his head and stuff. I think they did, like, a Thor thing the other night, too, or something he was bitching about. Uh, So, Don Cherry's in a panic mode. Yeah, Yeah, bowling pins. And, yeah, they do different, like, themes. So, Don Cherry's freaking out that it's not professional, that it's Bush League, that it's amateur hour. And... It's got to stop right now, and it's a disgrace. And basically, thinks it's like the worst thing that's ever uh, happened to to the sport of hockey. And I often like Don Cherry, and I often agree with Don Cherry. I I do too. I'm pretty old school when it comes to hockey about like this and that. But this is ridiculous that he's upset about this. Like, if the Leafs were doing this, he'd think it's the greatest thing ever. Like, number one, Don Cherry's a hypocrite with this. All right, he I remember he panicked uh, because PK Subban they scored. And Subban sort of did, like, this, he skated, like, down the rink alone, Tiger Williams style, and he pointed at the logo. Like, he pounded on his chest to the Habs logo. And Cherry was livid. Like, this guy's on a I would kill him. And he was freaking out. And then JVR did it on the Leafs like a month later, and he had no problem with it. Oh, look at all the heart and the emotion that he has. <laughs> right? So, Don, Don's a hypocrite when it comes to this stuff. But I don't understand what he's panicking about so much for it. The game's over. Like, if you did a, like, a, if you flip your stick and you did, like, these shenanigans on the ice after a goal, yeah, you'll get yeah. punched in the head. But you're doing it after the game, guys, when the other team is in the room. You can do whatever the hell you want to do uh, on the I, ice after. Yeah. You're trying to sell the sport in Carolina, get people engaged. The Canes are playing good hockey. They, you know, they have attendance issues over the years. They're trying to make it fun, Don. Like, I know it's hard to believe, but. It's not like the Leafs or the Winnipeg Jets. They don't sell out every game automatically. They're making it fun for people to go to the rink. I think Don's just being a crusty old Don here on this one.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, And, you know, I agree with uh, some of the stuff that he says, too. I think it's ridiculous. Also, he called them jerks. Like, are you kidding me? Like, you're calling the team jerks. And then, and then he basically called out Brindamore, the coach of the team. Oh, he's a class guy. Brindamore says, You know what, Don, I really don't care what you think. We can do whatever the hell we want. And I'm with you. I'm more old school guy, too. But it's fun. The Kaniacs, you know what I mean? They got something to celebrate. They come out to the game. They want to have some fun. And, and they call hockey players boring. That's the thing. Blah, 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 blah. Great game. Oh, yeah. You know what? what yeah. are you doing? Oh, yeah. So, so they show some personality. And now you go against it. Well, you know, yeah, you, you said it, Marantz. He picks his spots. And I think Kurt's agree. We talk about this on our weekend show. This is a guy that's just, I told, like once in a while, Gabe, I think he goes senile and crazy and just looks for something to rang about. But come on, Don, like calling them a bunch of jerks is a little bit too much. And I got no problem with it. What's your take, Kurtz?
4: Yeah, we, we discussed this on Sunday. I think yeah. this is way an overreaction. It would be different if any member of the losing team was still on the ice. They, if yep. they were doing it immediately after the game, all right, that's showing up your opponent. You know, as Gabe said, you're going to get the fights and you're going to uh, have, well, you know, line brawls. But they're in the locker room. They're on the bus on the way home. They're in the showers. Who the hell cares what the winning team is doing at that point? I mean, if I if I'm playing there and I lost, I'm not. I don't care anymore. Game's over. I don't care if they're playing. I think they have played duck, duck, goose. Actually, I think that was one of their uh, yeah, things. Duck, 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 they did the limbo. <laughs> they did the limbo on Sunday after a win. You know, it, the game's over. I'm not even seeing this. I don't. You called attention to something that probably a lot of losing teams don't even know about or care about. Uh, I don't. I, I like Don Cherry. I like the fact that he's uh, not afraid to voice his opinion. But he's wrong here. He's just wrong here. I mean, let, let him have some fun. I don't care. Uh, yeah, they're not there. They're just not there. They're not even watching.
3: I like the fact that they're, they're telling him to screw off, though. Oh, no, I know. Basically. It's
1: awesome. Like They don't care.
3: Because a lot of teams, a lot of hockey people are scared of Don Cherry. It's sort of the, they want, you know, ooh, you don't want to upset Don. Like, you want the stamp of approval from Don Cherry. But, like, you know, at this point, does it really matter what, what he says? You know what I mean? You know, m- m- what I agree with Don the most of is about on-ice stuff. Like, he's yes. actually good. Like, when he breaks down, you know, listen, a defenseman should have did this. Don't do that. Um, he does get the little code thing. He's been around forever. He does, but it's it's kind of like, you know, it's pretty, it's comical, actually, that exactly. He, he used the term jerks when Don Cherry pumps the tires of a lot of guys who are jerks in real life. All right. To do bad things in real life off the ice. But they're great guys. Right. But, you know, he's, he's upset about this. Yeah. He, you know, and if anything, like you said, it just gives the Canes a platform now. And uh, they're able to sell the shirts. They're selling T-shirts now about this. Uh, it, it says, what, what's the T-shirt say? Like uh, Bunch of jerks. Bunch of jerks. Bunch of jerks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, It's great. Like, it gives the team a, a thing to, like, drive them right now. And yeah, actually, it wouldn't mind, and, mind like, one of those. It, it gave them identity.
1: Yeah, and I it's want funny a bunch of jerk So many shirt. people,
3: exactly. Yeah. I want one now. I want a bunch
1: of the, jerk shirts.
4: Like, please to the Fantasy Network New York City. Thank you, Care of George Kurtz, very much.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like uh, they gave the team like something like a, a a mission, almost now actually. They gave Carolina a purpose. Like they're a meaningless franchise that suddenly sort of have a purpose uh, this year. Yeah, like you said, Cam too. If this is what he's getting pissed off about, right? He's got to pick his spots, I guess, but he's got nothing to cry about. So he's he's really, really pissed about this. It's just so stupid. And it's just such a ridiculous thing to be that, that, that mad about. Especially like, you know. Speaking. Especially anger. like Don's. You, gonna, can't, you, you, you can't, can't be that angry
1: about it. But give me a break. You can't, can't be. Well, you should really?
3: understand that they're trying to sell the game in Carolina. <laughs> right? It's like.
1: Yeah. yeah, they are. It's
3: but I don't, I don't think I'd like, feel any
4: differently if, if Toronto was doing this or Winnipeg was doing this or any oh, other team that sells out
1: do at it, tonight. I wouldn't do, do that there. shit at the end of the game, too. It's almost the same thing as the old stick up in the air and the clapping. Right. And they all they all the just other take it one they step further. To tur- they turned it up a notch. They pulled NFL parties, you know, the bowling ball, the bat flip, and all the other shit. It's basically, they do all the stick things. They've just added components to it. Big deal. So when guys do it in football, it's cool. You know, Joe Horn whips out a cell phone or, you know what I mean? Guys try to bite everyone's style and stuff. It's funny. Like, this is another thing about sports. It's not like real life. Real life can be hard enough. Like, everyone's got to f- friggin' loosen up. Like, you know what I mean? That's a that's the thing about hockey that really pisses me off. Why do you have to be dry and boring to, to be playing hockey? No, it's not. It's supposed to be a fun game. And that's the thing, Maren, I told you when I saw him in Vancouver and stuff like that, like, sometimes Don Cherry's not all there. Like, I, I don't know what, like, it's got to be hard to do that segment at that age with that kind of passion, but sometimes he just goes on ridiculous tangents about nothing just to, just to get attention. Now people well, are talking 85. about it. Yeah, exactly. Got a lot of respect for him like too. It's 85. hard to do. It's hard to do that thing. Yeah. It's 85. Like getting through that segment time after time, day after day, got to be hard, but I know, really, you can't feel that angry about that. That's just trying to fire it up and get, get, get stories out there.
3: It's just a few minutes, exactly. Like, they dial him in a couple of minutes before. Um, I don't know how much longer he can go. I mean, he still, he still actually gets through it. It's not like, oh, he's got to go. Yeah. But you know, on. basically, they should get him out of there before he says something really crazy. And basically, he's only remembered for like his last comments. You know, what it's what actually I mean? a
1: wicked point that you like bring I'm up. You, and it's going to happen. Old, old people start, happen.
3: start to like they lose their filter. Oh, bro. I know, I know they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's before. not going to care one day. He's he not going to care. It. Like he's going to be up there. Yeah, he's going to have a beer before, and he's going to go. You know what? I'm done anyways. F these people, they want to get rid of me, and. He's just going to go off, man,
1: he's going to go, who knows what he'll say. <laughs> I, I <laughs> agree I agree with you 100%. Yeah. He's been close before and, like, straddled the line, like, with racist comments about, like, European players and stuff. You wait, man. This is just the beginning of the iceberg, and I, I agree with you 100%. George, this guy's sk- skating on thin ice. I'm with Morenzi. I think something Yeah, I don't like trust gonna him happen. either. He's going to say
3: something. You're right. He's going to say something racial. It's going to be bad. Something about it, whatever it'll be, it'll be offensive. Like, he he's... <laughs> like you said, you could tell he's danced. like He's always on that line. And when you get old, George, right? I mean, it, it happens all the time. I mean, I remember they said... Uh, I saw with my grandfather. He was a big gentleman, my grandfather. But, man, he was pretty lippy and stuff with the nurses at the end. And I was like, I was like, wow, it's like not like him at you all. You have no filter. The things you don't that think he said. before you talk. And basically, they said, oh, no. They, they explained to me. They said, oh, no. They said, basically... When you're close to death, exactly. It's just, there. you're like a kid. There's like no, you have to tell the truth. It's almost like you blurt out what you're thinking. You know what I mean? It's like that movie, like you blurt out what you're thinking. And it's funny because George, they said that about George Bush Sr. when he passed away. If you remember, they were like, oh, he, was, he said something sexual and, to a nurse. Yeah, the stuff. lady, hey, baby. You're, it's yeah, like, yeah, because he's an old horny man, right? Like, <laughs> basically, like, he's on the way out. There's no filter. So yeah, you got a nice ass or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like it's the way it happens. Like, so I'm just saying, like Don Cherry, like yeah, like his wife and his son and whatever. Like they got it's. Don't just let him stay on until he drops dead on TV. Like get him off before he says something really bad because I'm telling you, it'll happen. <laughs> it might that'll be gone. the only that's thing people the, remember him for too
4: if it does happen. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, Gabe, about yeah. Her. yeah, Gabe, uh, his daughter runs a, a grooming service for pooches. Yeah, she's uh, my mom. We went there a couple of times. Cherry's mobile. Great, great gal. Great gal. <laughs> well, that's information I, I go real far with yeah. tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm with I'm with morenzi though. That's my bet. Like it's and the thing is, too, they've I got to be honest, Gabe. There was like a coup before. Remember when. SportsNet and T S N they had the big hockey thing with the C B C song. There was a big, big contingent that wants Cherry done. It was kinda like oh, uh, yeah. a lot a lot of the younger guys are kind of like, you know, we want him done, but it was like the older guard versus it's gonna happen a lot of time. Like that people don't understand. There's a big, big faction that want him done. So Cherry,
3: we'll so he's been on the verge, he's been on the verge of being fired like five times. A million times time 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 over the years. Exactly. But now I think they've they've just accepted that whatever they like he's here till he's here, <laughs> he's, here till he's, yep. he's here till he's here yeah he's here till he's
2: here cuz it'll be a bad look for them if they run him. Right. game time decisions continues
3: All right, we'll get uh, George Kurtz out of here. You can hear George and Cam every weekend at uh, 11 a.m. Uh, right here on the Fantasy Sports uh, Radio Network. So, George, before we get you out of here, our boy Drew Zilla, uh, Devils fan, Devils, uh, sends us the uh, the Carolina Hurricanes have changed their profile, actually, on their Twitter. <laughs> Carolina <laughs> Hurricanes, <laughs> at NHL Caves. That bunch of jerks with the fun celebrations. <laughs> it's their new profile.
1: Smart.
4: Good for them. Good for them. Love, play into it. You might as well play. You are the Carolina Hurricanes. Nobody cares. Hell, half the normal fans don't even know there is a team in Carolina.
3: I think Cherry will come around. Instead of instead of digging in, like I don't think Cherry's going to go to war with Brenda Moore and stuff. He love <laughs> I think Cherry will come around. Ah, oh, you know they're all right. And, uh, just you know, <laughs> keep it down a bit. Like I think, I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll double down. I don't think because now, like basically, like are yeah. almost taunting him now though.
1: Yeah, doubling yeah, down. Like they're
3: They're making T-shirts. They <laughs> yeah. made the profile. Good for, for They're Doubling down yeah. on Don. <laughs> Old Don would come hard next week. Yeah. You guys are selling T-shirts, so he'd yeah. like he'd come hard on <laughs> <at> him. <laughs> he'll probably forget. Yeah. I bet what what, what, what did I say last
1: week? I don't, I don't remember.
3: Somebody will ask Ron <laughs> yeah. McClain, What about Don? They'll be like, "Don't worry, he, he yeah. he'll forget about what he was mad about last week, right?" <laughs> Yeah. He'll have a new beef.
4: <laughs> Yo, have, they're, they're eat, the Canes are eating it up anyway. It is good for the. It is good publicity for them. People are eating it up. I mean, everybody's talking about it. It's not like just uh, this show. I've seen this talked about on uh, NHL Live. Dude, they're talking nobody about the same talks. thing. It's great.
3: Yeah, nobody <laughs> ever talks about the Hurricanes. They, they, they get attention. All right. So before we get you out of here, George, big games tonight. Speaking of the Carolina Hurricanes, those bunch of jerks are laying minus 225 to the Rangers.
1: It's a lot of juice.
3: Uh, Tampa's at Philly tonight. Pittsburgh uh, here in New Jersey. Uh, Toronto at St. Louis. Columbus at Montreal. Columbus uh, got beat up last night. I was on it. I was on Tampa. Uh, uh, Now they're at Montreal. Montreal Canadiens minus 125. That You know, some cool games. Toronto at St. Louis. Columbus at Montreal. What's your take, George, on the NHL card? But well,
4: Columbus better win tonight because by sitting Vavrovsky last night and starting Columbus Staal against Tampa Bay, they were saying we can't beat the Lightning, but we are going to beat the Canadians tomorrow night. I'll go with Columbus, but man, that's that's dangerous tonight. I just think uh, what they did last night was sort of sad.
3: I'm going to take the Blue, Fly Rouge, the Montreal Canadiens. Hey, George
0: Kurtz. Thanks, George. Later, George. Be good, guys. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm
1: Cam Stewart with your news update. Manny Machado, bing, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. The San Diego Padres, hey, they've agreed to deal with the free agent infielder. It's a biggie. Machado's contract, 10 years, $300 million. The reported deal, which includes an opt-out clause in year number five, would be the biggest free agent contract in the history of North American sports. The two sides have to hammer out a couple uh, legalese deals, and uh, Machado still has to pass a physical. Last season, the 26-year-old was on fire, hitting 290 with 37 home runs and 107 RBI for both the Orioles and Dodgers. Over the course of his seven-year career, he's appeared in four All-Star games, his two gold gloves, hit a two eighty-two average as well, 175 dingers and 513 uh, home runs. This uh, agreement ends nearly three months of speculation about the prized infielder's destination. Machado had varying degrees of interest from the Yankees the Chicago White Sox and Phillies. After signing Machado, the Padres' payroll sits at approximately $110 million, The question is now, hey, where's Bryce Harper going to go? Even with this massive signing of Machado, the Padres have not ruled out potentially signing Harper as well. They have the money to do it. San Diego has spent big money in recent years. The organization gave first baseman Eric Hosmer an eight year, $144 million deal just a year ago. They also inked Will Myers to an $83 million contract extension in January 2017. Plus, they have one of the MLB's top rated farm systems. Maybe some good times ahead. Champions League today, Marenzi. Listen to this one. You're gonna hope you got the unders. Liverpool versus Bayern Munich, scoreless. Lyon and Barcelona, scoreless. Nil-nil are your finals. Breaking UFC news, Kelvin Gastelum will take on Israel and Asanya for the interim middleweight title at UFC 236 on April 13th. Tony Romo is going to be teeing it up with the big boys. The former Dallas quarterback has accepted a sponsor's exemption to play in the AT&T Byron Nelson at Trinity Forest Golf Club in his hometown of Dallas, Texas. This is going to be Romo's second PGA event last March. He played in the Dominican and missed the cut. After a 77 and an 82 Duke reclaiming the number one spot in College hoops They got 58 of 64 First place votes Duke climbing one spot To replace Tennessee Who lost to Kentucky Over the weekend Gonzaga number two Virginia number three Kentucky four And Tennessee goes from first to fifth Nevada, Michigan, UNC, Houston, and Michigan State. That rounds off the top ten. Let's take a look at the board tonight in NCAA Hoops. Things get crazy at 6 o'clock. Dayton and Davidson start off the party at 6. Davidson minus 3.5, 133. Number 5, Tennessee hosting state rival Vanderbilt Falls. 17.5, 146.5. Buffalo, entertaining Ohio. Bulls, 18-point favorites, 155. Number 15, Purdue at Indiana. Boilermakers, minus six on the road, 138. A battle of the top 25 teams in the Big Ten. Iowa hosting Maryland. Hawkeyes, 2. 147 is your over-under. Kentucky, red hot at Mizzou, laying 11.5 on the road, 133. And number 16, Florida State at Clemson. Tight one here. Clemson, minus one, 132.5. Iowa State and Baylor. Cyclones, laying 10, 140. And Antonio Brown and Steelers owner Art Rooney clearing out the air today. A lot of issues, but one thing is certain. Both parties say it's time for the Steeler to move on. Both want to move on. Brown says, hey, he wants guaranteed money. If you got it, give him a call. The 30-year-old four-time All-Pro receiver desiring a guaranteed deal. That comes a year after quarterback Kirk Cousins signed a three-year fully guaranteed contract with the Minnesota Vikings for $84 million. The Arizona Cardinals have signed former Bills tight end Charles Clay to a one-year deal. And in the NFL... Bronx agent says the veteran tight end will decide on his future in the next few weeks. The 29-year-old set to carry a cap hit of nearly $12 million for the final year of his contract in 2019. In the NHL, the Dallas Stars have checked in on Matt Zuccarello, Jets Blue Liner, Dustin Buffalo out at least three games, a new lower body injury. Very busy night on the ice tonight. Nine games on tap. Good sked. We talked about the good ones. Columbus at Montreal has minus 125. And the Leafs versus the Red Hot Blues. The St. Louis Blues laying 30 cents, total six. Arizona and Edmonton late game at nine o'clock. Oilers laying minus 170. Over, under sits at six. And in the NBA, Michael Beasley is taking his set talents to South China. The 30-year-old veteran forward, sign on with the Guangdong Southern Tigers of the Chinese Basketball Association. Keep it locked here at the (laughs) Fantasy Sports. You like that one, Redsy? And what does he play for? Cash, cash, cash. Keep it here at the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Yeah, digging deep, buddy. I got to get the news. News, news, news. Me and Gabe will have more uh, picks for you. Yeah, yeah. Guangdong Southern Tigers of the Chinese Basketball Association. Hey, we're going to have more picks, more sports talk, and a whole lot more. Stick around. It's Red Heat and Rage Radio here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Back to you, Yang.
3: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
2: Game time decisions.
3: All right, that was the 5 o'clock battle metal, uh, metal update, although. Eh, I like Linkin Park, but not quite battle. Like it worked better like Yeah, you know. neon nights. Oh no. Yeah, Here what was the one I again. what was the one I did last week? And that one was a Knights. smooth bet. Yeah. That, 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 that old school metal. Again. Love it. Again Love it for the and again and again. Yeah, yeah. Neon nights. Six the o'clock of- is the hip hop, uh the hip hop right. Hour. that's right. Had to
1: switch it up because uh
3: Cam was sick. Speaking of hip hop, um, What's that, Yang? The levels are so low, bro. We can't hear you, the music anyway. So it doesn't really matter what you play.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I was saying that. What did uh, you just say? Cam? I said I changed the song because Cam uh, was singing the sports updates the last time. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. No, no, it's all right. No, yeah, Michael yeah, yeah. Beasley heading to, gua, heading to Guangdong. Six o'clock and be hip-hop. <laughs> the Chinese Basketball Association, Guangdong, Southern Tigers. So yeah. I see.
3: I'm just looking on Twitter here, like the New York trends. uh, Machado, Uh, something called Jordan, but not Jordan. J O R D Y N. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, I'll look in a second. Padres. All right. Tristan. What's Tristan? Tristan Thompson.
1: uh, That's what I would assume. What's Tristan?
3: Since it can't complete my request. Um, And then I see John Wayne (laughs) is trending. And I knew, like it's funny, we were just talking about Don Cherry Cam. And I said, Yeah, you, you better get Don Cherry uh, like off of TV soon. Like basically like you're you're pushing it now. Like you know what I mean? Like and for the reasons that we stated and you agree that he's gonna say something ultra offensive and you know, he's gonna get yanked off a of TV and that's what he's gonna be remembered for and they're not going to be able to bring him back to the award shows and like, hey, because they're going to be like, oh, no, you just said, you know what I mean? So when I saw John Wayne was trending, I'm like, oh, yeah. And I even thought right at the end of the last segment, I was like, oh, look, John Wayne. I'm like, oh, I, bet you, I bet you people found like an old interview or something that he said or suddenly yeah. They're going to be like, holy shit, John Wayne's movies are kind of racist. Right. And lo and behold, they've unearthed a couple of interviews from John Wayne that it's not good. Like you basically think David Duke did the interview, and but like I just tweeted during the break here, Cam, like, like if I tell you that John
1: Wayne's racist, like, are you surprised? No, <laughs> you know I, mean? I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. So they went to a Playboy. No, they, uh, they found a 1971 Playboy interview. Wow, wow. they're dead. Di- keep digging. Wow, wow. Well, yeah, gonna- but the thing is, his
3: comments. Hey, we're not going to get into it. I'm just yeah. throwing it out there like it's an example a for look. Don Cherry. Because, listen, you can you can go back in time and say, wow, was it was a different this and that. 1971's not that long ago, actually. No. Like, for the things that he's saying, it's pretty over the top. You know, but like I oh, said, so made a don't career care. out of yeah.
1: killing, yeah. In, in, yeah. killing yeah, Indian that's, people. That's totally. <laughs> oh, this is brutal. I'm with you. Wow. This guy's a straight up KKK yeah, so member. That's bad comment.
3: Yeah, so basically now, even though he's dead, John Wayne is getting (laughs) cancelled. He's getting pulled from TV from the grave. Things are getting cold out there. I see tweets are saying that uh, the dude from Empire just accused John Wayne of attacking
1: him. I shouldn't laugh. laugh. (laughs) I'm sorry, man. You can't crack those jokes. You know I'm gonna laugh. That's the thing, though. It's funny. Like in today's world, though, Rexy, we need a little bit. Like, no, a John Wayne, he's sick. Like, I, like, I thought it was gonna be like an n bomb and like a couple other things. Like, that guy's like straight up. I've never go, been a like, John put a white Wayne sheet. Bad, though. No, he's got to put a white sheet over his head. Like, he's out of control. Like, he needs to be stopped. I'll be honest, that's like crazy racist I'm shit. I'm more that's nuts. That's brutal. I'm more,
3: <laughs> um, I'm more like Pinko Kami than like.
1: Than, yeah, than, that's what people don't know.
3: Then, like I'll lean, I'll lean more that way than. Like even like um like Westerns I've never liked Westerns. No, like fan I've fan always thought either. that Westerns are like blatantly racist and stuff like
1: Oh you got you got white guys like, just doing like, it all. You know, like, the Indian the Indians don't even have a fair fight. Oh, yeah. They're sitting there with they're sitting there with friggin' bow and arrows against guns. Like are you kidding me? Like I like archery as much as the next guy, but what am I gonna do with a friggin' Dude, bow and arrow? There's some show against a guy with a gun. <laughs> are you kidding me? Give me a there's break. some
3: show called Wagon <laughs> something, Wagon <laughs> House or
1: Wag, um, I know wagon. what you're talking about, yeah, yeah, wagon yeah. old wheel. school, w- wagon, wagon wheel, <laughs> I think that's a dessert, like, May West, they have the wagon wheels, remember, delicious, but I know uh, what you're talking about, it it's like, that w- yeah, gun smoke wagon, let me see, wagon, uh, wagon, yeah, wagon, yeah, I think I know what you're uh, talking about, about the wagon, yeah, wagon, <laughs> wagon
3: wheel, I <laughs> actually <Why laughs> saw it, like, over the holidays. Yeah. I was at somebody's house, and they had it on, like, the Western Network all day. What's the name of the show? Wagon House? Wagon House? Is that what it is? I have no idea. Man, I punch in Wagon Wheel.
1: Darius Rucker's got a song named Wagon Wheel. Of course he, of course he does. Well, guys, from NCAA and the wagon, wagon Wheel, I'm going to Oklahoma. Darius Rucker, what has he done?
3: <laughs> Darius Rucker... Is. performs at like the whitest of events possible.
1: Oh, I know. He's the he's the guy like he's like, like, he, like
3: he, Darius Rucker ain't yeah Darius Rucker ain't like an Ice Cube's three on three. No, <laughs> and, no. And Darius Rucker those, up, those guys. Darius Rucker does golf, NASCAR. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, and, and NCAA
1: NCAA football too. Like he's big that he, he he don't come love yeah, my love my Gamecocks. Big. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, but imagine imagine dragons have stolen that over. Yeah, what's that's the what's the, the name of that stupid show like? Somebody will know if Larry and Wawa is tuning in or old man. Um, it's wagon, wagon house, wagon, <laughs> no, wagon. Man, it's right. It's on like right around. It's right, right, right gun smoke. It's like right by gun smoke. It's yeah. on like, it's on before, or after, whatever. It's one of those shows. But dude, same thing. I'm watching it, man, and it's the most racist show like ever. Like it really is. Like I'm not native and I'm watching this and I'm thinking if I was native, I'd probably come and blow your T V station up. <laughs> like you know yeah. what I mean? Like and I, I no, honestly, I was watching this, I'm like and I'm like and and white people always wonder why is everyone else so mad all the time? What do you complain? Oh, it was a long time ago. It's not. Like it's still on T V. Like it's still there. You know what I mean? Oh, and no, like no, it's trust like me. just sort of oh in the western He's- like the Washington Redskins stations, the same oh, thing. I I like know. they got to change the name. You can't have that name. Like the fact that they just they're so bold and they dig down deep. You're right? And the thing is though some people will sanctimoniously call out some racial things and say, "Well, that's racist, dude. That's racist." But then they turn around and they look the other way for other things. Like for me, like I said, and I'm not listen, I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not some extreme. I'm not Rachel Maddow here, but even me can the name the Redskins is wrong. Right? Yeah, and, it's I'll, wrong. and I'll be. You don't I'll have be honest. A native I'll, to know it's. I'll wrong. be honest.
1: You know me, Maran. and a long time ago, I used to say, "Ah, overreaction, over." And the more you think about it, though, it is wrong. It it, it totally is. Like in the younger days, like Redskin, I go, "Yeah, name a tradition." No, it's it's not. It's not a popular. It's not a, a prideful thing. Like you look at Seminole, you have Seminole tribe, but you have other like Cleveland Indians is another thing. Like that's not as bad as like Redskins is the worst of the worst.
3: No, like, like I in said, the in that show, the wagon the, thing, that's what they're the, saying. They're all like, oh, like, they, one, of the, the, one of the deal of the wagon thing is just like one white guy that's trying to bridge the gap, right? And of course, everyone else in the village hates the Indians, except he gets along with them. And it's just blatant. Like, the guy comes in, he's like, wait, oh, what's the Redskin doing at the dinner table? You know what I mean? Like, shit like that. It's like, put it in context, it is racist. I don't care if you found if Dan Snyder found some tribe that he freaking paid off and gave season tickets to, right? That says it's okay. Like it's not. Like it's just it just isn't. And the NFL, the NFL are scumbags though. They don't care. Right? They they don't care. The thing is, Cam, what Bomani Jones couldn't even wear the T-shirt on TV. Oh, the, Caucasian the Cleveland shirt. Caucasians. <laughs> that was off. Awesome. ESPN threatened to fire him. They're like, oh, dude, we'll fire, fire him. On. Like they're yeah, like, and Bamani gets away with a lot on ESPN, and they, that was the line for them. They're like, yeah, you can't, you can't wear that. You can't, you can't have a Cleveland Caucasians T-shirt, which is ridiculous. Why not? It's
1: less offensive than the Cleveland Indian T-shirt. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. I thought it was pretty funny too, and that's the thing about Bomani Gabe. You know, I go on a show we did NFL picks a while ago, and I'm happy his career's been great, and you know what I mean? We told it the way it is, and uh, I think uh, I think he has every right to do that, because, yeah, he's basically saying, this is nuts, and I'm going to go out and put this on, and it is offensive to other people, and yeah, you're right. Like, I'll tell you about these stations, though. There's a lot of them in the network now. We know TV. We've, we TV costs a lot, of, a lot of money to produce, guys, and me and Gabe, you know what I mean? Like, radio's a little bit different. Look at the way we do things on Skype now, whatever. Like, to have a studio and stuff, there channels now they have no new programming like trust me like I'm looking through my program it's all old episodes Gunsmoke shows from like the 60s 70s whatever Barney Miller like you know what I mean they don't want to pay they'll rather pay the small fees that they have to run these stations Gabe than put any new programming on which costs the station money to run well, so I find it that's like, why that's, that, that's happening a lot these the days westerns a lot of channels cheap. yeah the westerns you get for nothing westerns are Yeah, cheap. like cheaper than like who's I the got boss and growing pains and I yeah. got cancelled on
3: TV by Gunsmoke Yes, you did. That's exactly. It's almost impossible. Want, they didn't want me. I got to pay. canceled. It's, it's, not, it's not your fault. It's, I got, they got, I got, I got smoked smoked canceled a show that wasn't on TV. Yeah, they didn't the show has been on TV for forty years, fifty years, <laughs> I, I and I got replaced by it. Exactly. Uh, basically, that's it. Like they were like, "Well, TV shows cost us like two hundred thousand a year to produce," and they're like, "You know, the old man, you know, wants gun smoke on," and it's basically like, you know, six dollars an episode. Like literally. Like you, you literally like it's like you can pay the rights to gunsmoke. They're like, Yeah, sure you want it. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> like all those old westerns, it doesn't cost anything. So like right now I guarantee you, there's like T V network executives for somebody's like lower tier networks that they're they see this job and they're like, Oh God. Oh my oh, god, I know. when they're reading it, they're like, Oh they're like, Oh god and then they're like, All right, <laughs> find, you know, I guess Gunsmoke hasn't pissed anyone off yet, right? <laughs> like They're going to have to find another Western type thing that hasn't, like... The other thing that bothers me about Westerns, so if they're racist, number one, and the other thing that really bothers me, Cam, as a horse uh, lover, the horses were treated like shit, and a lot of horses yeah. died doing these things. When those horses like fell and stuff, dude, they had ropes tied to their legs, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, those horses were treated miserably and horribly. All right? So that's another reason why I've never liked uh, Westerns. I'm not down. I'm not down. I've never been down. I've never been a John Wayne guy. And, in fact, I thought it was ridiculous that they had the airport, John Wayne International Airport in Orange County. Well, they're
1: they're going to so change like that. Said, I'm not
3: that's surprised go. about this.
1: <laughs> Did that airport get after this? <laughs> Put that, take that no, now they're
3: gonna, no, but the people are going to fight it. No, Dude, no, they don't want to take Confederate flags down. Yes. Yeah, well, they're gonna argue. They're gonna say, oh, John Wayne, boy, you're all playing these. The was a long time ago." <laughs>
1: they should. The guy, if you read his interview, you can't. You, I don't care who you are, you can't support that. It's crap. It's it's straight out. It's it's evil. Like it's nuts. Yeah, you're right about those TV stations, man. I know a lot of them here. Like they're in big trouble. They're in the they're in the meeting room right now, going shit. What are we gonna do, man? Those westerns were like a big part of our uh, our block programming here. <laughs> They enjoy what The problem is with
3: the old shows, and I love that stuff. Like I remember Sun TV. Sun TV used to be good. It was just King of Kensington, and
1: uh, it was like yeah, all old
3: Canadian shows. It was just yeah, yeah. They had old Canadian sitcoms and a couple of classic sitcoms. You know what I mean? And whatever, it was like old retro, but didn't cost them anything on the air then they got their brilliant idea no no let's let's go uh, political yeah news how did that work out we're gonna be Not like well oh, canada's Fox news yeah. they were done they lasted like eight weeks <laughs> at less before they have everybody
2: <laughs> game time decisions continued.
1: wagon train Thanks, Larry Larry, Thanks, Larry. and these guys, fucking, these guys are on top of everything I'll tell you one thing we could take Larry and Gabe if we we're if we we're ever on one of those that was close here. wagon wheel yeah yeah you were a wagon wheel I, I told you wagon wheel's a nice dessert <laughs> wagon train was close if we're ever on Jeopardy I think Larry and Drew Zilla would be like guys we'd call for lifelines old man too like there's a couple guys here they really know stuff they know what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I'd call Larry. Larry. I'd Larry call knows. Larry for uh like uh anything. If historical. I was yeah, if I'd,
3: Who Wants to be a Millionaire when you get the phone call?
1: Yeah, Larry 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 and Wawa. Wah. Okay. Patch patch him the
3: name of that show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get Larry on the phone. Larry. <laughs> hey Larry. Is it wagon wheel or wagon what? wagon? Wagon wagon, wagon wagon train. Wagon train. <laughs> wagon train. <laughs> and, yeah. Dude, those shows. They, like, brainwash people. I'm telling you. Like, like I saw an episode of Wagon Train, and it was like uh, the workers weren't getting paid. All right? So they were building, like, the railway, and they weren't getting paid. Yep. And this dude's like, screw this. And, like, he's a big dude, and he tells everyone. He starts beating people up that are working. And he's like, stop working. You know what I mean? He goes, otherwise we're going to build this railroad for free, which he was right. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, stop working. And then the, the lead guy in the wagon train came in and humiliated the guy, like <laughs> stuff, stuff his face in like the water thing. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like
1: yeah. They beat him wo- up
3: with a beat him yeah. with a shovel. Yeah. You know, and the chick <laughs> was like, oh, he's so dreamy. And like. Yeah. And then he's like, gee, guys, you know, I understand we're late like, getting paid, but we got to build this. And, you know, old man Johnson's going to come through with the money. And, like, he went through <laughs> this big thing. And it was just sort of like this. Like, they sort of just set, like, a narrative of, like, yeah, it's just, you know, you I mean, know, the workers. Yeah, back to work. <laughs> back to work. And then, like, it's so racist, like, the show. But all these shows, like, so. But like you said, like. It's one thing. I'm not stating that every actor in one of these movies or TV shows is like a raving racist, but... Like you said, John Wayne just took it to a whole new level. <laughs>
1: he did. Like, they're, they're, like, like he's, you could even like, more racist than I thought he was. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, an old guy, once in a while, you know, whatever. Like, it's just, but no, that's like, there's hate and like venom and like in his words that are just taking it up such, to such a level. Like, it's it's white supremacist level. Like, he's, it's out of control. That interview, I, I actually read it. I thought it was just going to be a couple things, Gabe. It, it shocked me how bad it was. You called it, though. You're like, John, John Wayne, this can't be good. Well, it was. Worse than that, like it was. That's awful. In a 1971 interview, I'm just like, wow. Like everything he said was crazy. Well,
3: it's not
1: 1871. Yeah. Uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Wagon Train. Wagon Train. I tell you, Kim, quite a what successful a show. run for Wagon Train. Good show. Started wagon in 19, uh, 1959, all the way through to 1965. It's hell of a strong. Run, Actually, strong. That's nice. Other TV shows similar to it, Gunsmoke, uh, Rawhide, How Gun Will Travel, The Rifleman, Leave It to Beaver, Bonanza, Father Knows Best. And I watched an episode of The Rifleman, and that was pretty freaking racist, too. Oh, yeah, All yeah. those Westerns, they just are. Like, they, they, they're they racist. Like, they, they they should burn the tape of all of them, <laughs> like, yeah, in my opinion. But... Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a debate now, and it's going to come up. Leave John Wayne alone. It was an old interview, and it's always oh, it yesteryear. But um, no, there's this nothing. No, nope, like uh, no,
1: you can't, you can't defend him. Sorry, like. You can't.
3: Like, you know, like Don Rickles used to be, hey, hey look, uh, you know, look at the yeah. guy in the front row. Don't steal my hubcaps. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, uh, it's like, a, just, yeah, it's big. You know, there was bad sort there. of stereotypical, yeah, yeah, yeah like. Yeah. That's an act. You know, like he would drop, you know, but it was just cheesy, you know, goofy strip club humor type thing, right? With the drum, like, you know what I mean? It was sort of one-liners. This is like just like deep, like, yeah, it's, anyways, we'll move on from it, but. Yeah, yeah, so uh, J- John Wayne, put him on the list. Like I said, it's like, well, John
1: Wayne's canceled. <laughs> yeah, came okay, for these old networks. I have to get some new programming. You're right. Like, uh, those, those shows are still on a lot. I'm telling you, man. Like, I go through my cable. I Like, last night, me and Lisa were watching TV. Like Nobody watches old, them, though. Old Star Treks are like, oh, man, they're they, the networks love that stuff. Maranci, they love the old popular shows. It takes up a lot of time. like uh, Twilight Zone. Twilight Zones a lot. Like I, I'm telling you, man. Like I really take take the take the TV for a spin. A lot of old 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 shows. they uh, these networks are all going that way, man. Live programming costs money. Old reruns don't. Um, so you're going to see a lot of it on
3: on a um, the total opposite end of the spectrum. Actually, um, I think we should talk about uh, Don Newcomb. So a right-handed pitcher, Don Newcomb. Uh, was the third African American pitcher uh, to appear in a major league game. He won the first Cy Young Award in 1956. Uh, passed away at the age of uh, 92 um, on Tuesday. The Dodgers announced uh, Don Newcomb's presence and life establishment, role model for major leaguers across the country. He was a constant presence at Dodger Stadium, and players always gravitated to him for his endless advice and leadership. The Dodgers meant everything uh, to him. We're all fortunate that he was part of our lives. A core member of the 1955 Dodgers who won the World uh, Series uh, in Brooklyn, in addition to winning the National League Rookie of the Year in 1949, he was the Cy Young Award winner in 1956. He was also the National League Most Valuable Player in uh, 1956. Until Justin Verlander accomplished the feat, he was the only player in baseball history uh, to be a Rookie of the Year, an MVP, and a Cy Young. I didn't realize that Verlander mm, did that. Me neither. And he's got a hot chick, Verlander, man. He's got it all. Uh, not only did uh, Newcomb provide a link to the Dodgers' roots in Brooklyn, but he was also one of the dwindling number of living players who once played in the Negro Leagues. As he spent uh, his age 18, and when he was 18 and teen years old, he played with the Newark Eagles right <laughs> here in Jersey. And, in fact, right behind... Uh, the Meadowlands, there's Don Newcomb Highway or Road or something. I always noticed that. Um, I'll tell you what. So Don Newcomb, yeah. So he was one of the players, came in, third black pitcher in baseball history. You know, 1949, you know, breaking barriers, tough time for everybody. Like, Jackie Robinson was the first, but Larry Doby was the, in the American League. He doesn't really ever get credit. Like, it's not like they got less hate than Jackie Robinson did, Cam. You know what I mean? Like, it was just as hard for them. Right, like, or even worse, because like Jackie was actually a star, right? So these guys went through hell, man, absolute hell. And I can tell you, like, you know, we we're talking about Frank Robinson last week passing away. Now he's another great here on Don Newcomb. and I met Don Newcomb, too, but just as a fan. And when the Dodgers state that he fans gravitated towards him, and he was just such a classy guy that um, when I was I was going into Dodger Stadium once and. He was in the street going into the parking lot. It was Don Newcomb. And I said, oh, hey, Don, Don, Don Newcomb. And uh, he said, hey, how you doing, young man? And he took pictures with kids. And he was always at Dodger games. Great, great ambassador for the Dodgers. Great guy. Really, really nice guy. The opposite of John Wayne, uh, pretty much, yes. we'll say. The opposite of John Wayne, Don Newcomb. And... Um, I guess I'm gonna look it up. He must be from New York or New Jersey because, like I said, they got a they got a road named uh, for him. It's right behind MetLife Stadium, right right over at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Actually, that back road is basically Don Newcomb, Don Newcomb Way or whatever the hell it's called. But a hell of a pitcher, real class act, real gentleman, man, real real gentleman like um, like Don Newcomb. But it's a real, real gentleman. Like Frank Frank Robinson, like I, you know, I'm always honest. Frank Robinson was a hell of a player, but Frank was a gruff guy. You know what I mean? He was like, he was very, he was like Michael Jordan, sort of Frank Robinson. He was very, very very thick skinned and uh, like, you know, like Don Newcomb was like a teddy bear. You know what I mean? He looks like... But Frank Robinson wasn't, like, taking pictures with six-year-old no. kids before
1: every game. Trust me. <laughs> good, good point. No, Don Newcomb just, like, even from the pictures, he just And I don't mean that guy. derogatorily. No, no I'm just Yeah, stating, no. Like, You're being honest. Yeah, like, You're they're being different honest. personalities. Dude, Don Newcomb's more yeah. of a friendly teddy bear, and Frank Robinson was a little gruff. But they're both legends. Like, no, you bring up... Good point. I didn't realize, like, look at Newcomb. Like, he, he has some crazy, crazy stats there. I'd say, what a career, Maranci. It's cool that you got to meet him, even if though it was brief. Yeah, the
3: thing is, with the you know, like you said, the stats too. The stats is that the uh, baseball was good in those days, right? So they were, they were, he, they were pitching against good players, right? In in the, in the fifties, you're talking about you know the greats, a lot lot of the greats. Although baseball obviously better when it's fully integrated, you know, worldwide, right? I mean, there's only a few black players in the early days here, in, in the late, in, in the forties, into the fifties. And, um, you know, Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, et cetera, you know, really wasn't full on. And, you know, that has to be taken into consideration, but, you know, the fifties into the fifties, like mid fifties into the sixties and stuff, it was a high level of baseball though, Cam, you know, you know, we're talking about, you know, the Roger Maris's yeah, and best the Joe DiMaggio's and be- yeah, Sandy, Sandy Koufax, yep. Duke Snyder, um, you know Jackie Robinson, yeah, like elite players. Bill Mazurowski, like elite players. And, play and look in that era.
1: Look at the other times too. So you're just going through the list. I'm just learning about this now. Best pitcher in the Negro leagues became first uh, great black pitcher in MLB. Won Cy Young Award. Won the National League MVP. The guy served two years in the military too. Like back then, the different times. You talk about these guys. You know, are you kidding me? Like imagine that. So these guys yeah, serving in the military. Pile,
3: yeah, think about what a pile of shit that is serving in the military. For a country that won't let you vote, yeah, excellent point. Think about that. Excellent like, point. Uh, yeah, it's just it's ridiculous. Yeah. Although I still, to this day, I don't understand how you can serve
0: in the military.
3: Oh, it's, uh... Game time decisions, ready for age at radio. I just found a great interview with uh, Don Newcomb, actually. Great stuff. When was this interview conducted? Don Newcomb's rare interview, Dodger Great Talks about Barriers and Breaking Them Down, the Orange County Register. Uh, All right, Don Newcomb, let's see, what what year did he do the interview? And I'm trying to find 95 minute interview. 2005. All right. Did a 95 minute uh, interview at Dodger Stadium in 2005 that was arranged by the Negro League uh, Baseball Museum. He recounted his early days in the game with Sweet Lou Johnson, a major league outfielder in the 1960s. also a member of the Dodgers front office. All right. Um, there's some crazy stuff here. It's, it's cool here. And we talk about Jackie Robinson and his impact on Montreal. Well, Jackie Robinson, he said, when Jackie was signed to play in Montreal in 1946, Roy Campanella and I signed to play for the Danville Dodgers in 3-1, uh, Illinois, uh, uh, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa League. Uh, when president of the league heard about that, he called Branch Rickey, Dodger president, and said, I'll close the freaking league down. They'll never play here. There was only one team left in the Dodger farm system where we could go, and that was Nashua, New Hampshire, in the New England league. Uh, one of the people in Nashua, the way they, they welcomed us in, and, you know, just great stuff. He takes you behind the scenes of his, uh, his journey. Being called up to the Dodgers. 1949, Newcomb got the news. He'd be waiting for two Dodger pitchers to develop arm trouble. Newcomb got a call in Montreal. Newcomb played in Montreal, too. Talent in the meet in Chicago. Couldn't believe when I walked into the clubhouse. There was Jackie Robinson, Gil Hodges, Roy Campanella, Duke Snyder. Even Wait. though he missed the first month of the season, Newcomb was named a National League uh, to the All-Star team. Won 17-8 and eight with five shutouts and was Rookie of the Year.
1: Some great interview goes... Born in Madison, New Jersey, Gabe. June 14th, 1926. Yeah. Went to high school in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Yeah, so you're right. Right about New uh, Jersey yeah. there with the with uh, with the name, with the name names of the highway and such.
3: Yeah, like I said, I noticed these days. I noticed... Uh, Johnny Greer. I noticed the highway a name. Johnny Greer, yeah. too.
1: Wow, that's crazy. Huh.
3: Very interesting. New Jersey had... Uh, I said New Jersey. I've never really realized. I learned more about it as I'm here, about um Jersey's baseball history. It's vast. Like the the first yeah, the first baseball game was played in Hoboken. right near right near the bar we were at. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hoboken, uh there's like the first field, like the first the first baseball game was there. Eliasson Field. Eliasson Fields in Hoboken, New Jersey, is to believe the site of the first organized baseball game, giving Hoboken a strong claim to the birthplace of baseball. Location, 11th and Washington Street. Like, man, I passed this the other day, actually. <laughs> there's, a, there's a plaque. I've seen the plaque before, but I was hammered when I saw it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. What's this plaque? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Yeah, so all the teams were they were all the Knicks camp. Here's the plaque. On June 19th, 1846, the first uh the first match game of baseball was played here on the Eli- in Fields between the Knickerbockers and the the New Yorks. <laughs> huh. It is generally conceded that this was the uh until this game, this is the most seriously regarded first baseball game ever actually says the plaque.
1: Funny how it's New York yeah, and Knickerbockers, a and that's a walk the basketball later in the team. Yeah, check check out. Yeah, Mar- Maranci, radio host, historian, historian.
3: Yeah, You're I'm learning. gonna get people tours.
1: <laughs> exactly. Come, right come on. here,
3: right here yeah. is where Frank Sinatra robbed someone when he was nine years old. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. How it's New York and the Knickerbockers in New York and it's baseball. Yet that's the basketball team's name. Kind of interesting. That's weird. Yeah, I'm looking right now. I'm on Google, Cab. I'm 0.6 miles from here. That's great.
3: Yeah, so I'm not close. Like, I'm 0.6. Like, yeah, I gotta, I'm going to walk over. i got to take my own picture of this. Like I said, like, uh, I, I was with Drusilla, actually. we were, I think we were leaving uh, a leaving bar after a UFC, the pig and parrot. Like I said, it's down there. It's not that far, actually. Like, basically, it's a few blocks from me. Um, so, yeah, so uh, rest in peace to Don Newcomb, real class act. Uh, real, real class act. I look forward to reading this full interview. Actually, after I like the, uh, I enjoy the the history, Cam, the history of the game.
1: Yeah, the history of the games. I was just saying, so I was just going through Twitter, and uh, I don't know if if I've lost my mind, but Sooner Lisa's got no heat, and then I see the next tweet from like Jr. and says, "Old Jr.'s got heat," or something. Like, is Jr. hitting on Sooner Lisa? You know, like from wrestling, like Jr. Like, what the hell is going on here? Oh, yeah, here's the plaque. Nice. Okay, check it out. Baseball. Yeah, June 19th, the first bat. Yeah, that's a nice play. H I B A. I see it. Good call, Drusilla. See, Drazilla's quick.
3: What he tweeted between, that picture? Yeah, of the yeah, yeah, yeah. Here.
1: Yeah, he's got it between it the Knickerbockers is. and the New Yorks. It's generally conceded that until this guy, the game was not seriously regarded. Yep.
3: It looks like he that's took it. this picture the night we were yep. out there. Because it looks dark yep. and wet. It does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. Because
1: that's a, if you look at it, it looks dark. That's the flash on it. That. That's definitely taken at night.
3: Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, like I said, like it's not far from me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm
3: gonna soak it in. I like to go check out the the field as well. I like I like old history like that. I wouldn't mind actually. I wouldn't mind even checking out Ebbets Field, you know, where, where the stadium used to be. I think it's it's like apartments and condos now, actually, uh, there. But in Montreal, like where Jackie Robinson played the stadium, I used to pass it every day. I used to always stop once in a while and stop and blaze one there, you know, drink a Pepsi, nice. have a seat. <laughs> yeah, that sounds nice. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so, soak in the history, uh, soak in the history uh, of the sport a little bit, but... So uh, Machado signed right now. And I'll tell you what, though. San Diego aren't a complete joke, Cam. I
1: remember betting on them quite a bit last year. They've got a lot of good young players this I team, agree. actually. I agree. Uh, yeah, the wins, uh, you know, we talk about the White Sox. I was, it's always kind of, I tell you, you late, dollar short type of thing. I believe, in, I believe in the Padres. The one problem is, Gabe, I believe they're, they're starting to hit. It's starting to come around. Sometimes the pitching gets a little bit erratic. It'd be nice if they had, like, a certifiable ace in that staff. Uh, the Giants are going to be definitely taking a step back. Arizona, looks like uh, you know, they're a team that still has a lot of work to do in kind of a mid-rebuild and uh, the Dodgers are the team to beat. It wouldn't be shocking if uh, San Diego made up a lot of ground. It's now or never. I think they made this move because when you really look at the Giants, they have nothing. The Giants have three nobodies in the outfield. All their stars are aging. Uh, even Bumgarner, he's a good pitcher, but he can't do it all himself. A lot of issues there. Lots of question marks with the Giants man. And I'm telling you, that team has got old fast. The Padres, they can make up some ground in, in that division. Obviously, the Dodgers the team to beat, but Hey, the Padres can beat up on uh, those teams now, teams that used to beat up on them, the D-backs and uh, Giants. I like it. They are uh, the Dodgers,
3: too, according to Keith Law, per ESPN.com, Keith Law, uh, number one farm system in all of baseball, actually. The Padres are poised to sit at the top and near these rankings for quite some time, even though they're likely to lose at least three top-hundred prospects to graduations. Uh, Four players, and I was reading about this earlier, actually, that they have four sort of monster players under contract for the next four years. Um, they've got uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., another uh, another, yep. young, um, another young, another uh, young kid of a major league baseball player. So here's their starting lineup right now: um, Ian Kinsler, Ian Kinsler, Manny Machado. So Ian Kinsler Ian for second base, Manny Machado, shortstop, batting second. Eric Hosmer, first base, nice. uh, batting third. Will Myers bats fourth, left field. Hunter Renfro, right field, fifth. Uh, Manuel Margot, uh, Margot, uh, center field. Yeah, yeah, Margot's awesome. Yep. That's a good yeah, team, man. Margot's. That, that team's good. Like that, Reminds that, that, me of uh, that Mr., is... Mr. Furley on... Uh... <laughs> Escargots, Mr. him Escar Gots here. He went yeah. to the restaurant. Yeah, Margots. Gots to yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, Margot. Uh, <laughs> Francisco uh, Mejia. I can't pronounce any names anymore. Yes. Ty yeah, France. It's tough. So, uh, <laughs> I can pronounce Ty France. But you're right. They're right. starting pitching. They got a couple of young guys. What's their, Let me check their rotation here. They're gonna be a competitive team, though.
1: Yeah, they need they need help in the pitching, though. It's still it's still something that you know what I mean. They're okay. They have a couple of good young guys, but guys that really have to take it up a notch get get an A's there. No, I really like that, that one to six in that lineup looks lethal. Like those are all very very good players. So there's a lot to look forward all to.
3: Right, so they're oh yeah, their pitching's bad.
1: Told you, man. Yeah. Uh, Lucchese. Yeah, he's he's gonna be he's a kid though, so he's gonna get better. Yeah, Lucchese. Yeah, who else they got there? Strasburg uh, out a lot of people. Yeah, what about, uh, people. what about what about Robbie Erlen? Yeah, Erlen's He's they're no, yeah. starting
3: five is Lucchese, Robbie yeah. Erlen, Logan Allen. Yeah, don't Ryan Mitchell, and
1: yeah, Max Strom. Yeah, a lot of young guys there. Yeah. But uh, the first two, Erlin, uh Lucchese's gonna be okay. He he was a guy that called they called him up maybe a little bit too early, but. Don't be surprised if they actually go and get another pitcher too. Or uh, and they say, say the farm system's good. We'll see. I think they need a pitcher more than anything. he strikes out a lot of people. This guy, yeah, he does. Lucchese, yeah,
3: I remember him from uh, DraftKings. Seventy percent of his pitches were thrown for strikes. Uh, no, no, that, that was just in one game. But uh, yeah, he's got a he's got a. Uh, He's got uh, a 10K per nine inning uh, average, which is pretty pretty impressive. So, yeah, it was 8 and 9 408 Struck out 145 in 130 innings, walked 43. He's, there's potential there for him to get better and become not an ace, but, you know, a, a mini ace for them. You know what yep. I mean?
1: I agree. Still, you're going to need more than one guy in today's uh, today's world there, Gabe. That's, that's the thing, right? The other guys on the rotation – I really like the, the, the fact that the hitting is going to get better. Erland's okay. He's, the good news is when you look at that load rotation, they're still young. So um, anything could happen. They can get better. But it would be nice if they could lock down kind of a guy that's a, just a little bit, you know, a name. Somebody that they can put, like, maybe in the Their win hole. total, Cam,
3: their win total was 77.5. So just to compare. So even before this, the oddsmakers had San Diego winning 77.5 games. Feels a little high, doesn't it? Like, I'm thinking that
1: with Machado,
3: maybe you know, like, are you? Would you? I would have went under before you.
1: No, uh, I'm. I, I like. I like the you over. Went over. I be, I like the over because of the division game. I'm, I'm telling you, like the Padres before. There's a big, big... Take a look the at the Dodgers Giants. are still good. Yeah, the, the Dodgers Giants are, are yes. still good. Yes, the Dodgers are, but do the math with Arizona. Colorado are good. Colorado Arizona's are good. Arizona's going to regress, and the Giants, the Giants will significantly regress. They're going to be actually one of the worst teams in baseball. I think they're projected... Their wins total, other than Kansas City and Detroit and, like, way at the bottom with Baltimore, they're the fourth worst... Uh, fifth worst team in MLB. 73. Yeah. Correct. They're way at the bottom. See? That's the thing, man. I'm telling you. Like, it's... Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind. It's a good call. Jefferson, Dallas, Keuchel, somebody like that for the Padres. They need they need somebody that's kind of like just an average guy. You could throw in the rotation if there is a type of problem there. One more arm would be good because when well, I look at it that Pete, team now. Yeah, Pete just, yeah. I think that's Pete's good. tweeting in here talking
3: about Marcus Stroman, which we all know. Marcus Stroman ain't going to be a long-term Jay dude. Just trade him. He bitches all the time. anyway. he does. He like, yeah. You want San Diego? I like he... him, but he talks much too much for a kid. No. that's hurt all the time. Like, I... It's like dude. I...
1: I like him too, it's but like, I've, keep had
3: him had I've had Stop enough. Stop bitching yeah. about what the organization's doing. Oh, we should have did this. We should have. Yeah, dude, you, you should stay healthy, and it. go out there and pitch. You just get the feeling that that is. He's not part of their long-term plans. I mean, they want to use him as long as he's cheap, but you know they're going to eventually trade him. They nearly traded him in the off-season, but yeah, San Diego will need pitching. That that's their thing. I want to see if the number changes though, like 77 and a half. I don't think
1: Machado will have that much
3: of an impact on on. I think he'll have
1: on. about one, maybe probably one or two more wins. That's about it. That's what the number will Vegas will adjust to like one and a half. Yeah, because they're not going to jack it up. 81 no, or something. People no, want no, hammer one, the under, right? 101 one and a half. Game
3: time decision continues. Ready, great radio continues. You know, last night, Cam, ready right for last second. I went three and one. Of course, we're not yeah. on the air last night. I went three and one with the picks. Uh, nearly swept the board, but uh, I fell short. I had the over in the uh, Kansas State game. Yeah, uh, but I went three and one. I was on Tampa in hockey, hit a couple college basketball games, but right before eight, eight o'clock, literally, like I had like six, seven minutes, and the clock was ticking. I'm like, ah, why not? I'll play, uh, play a little college basketball DFS. Except I really didn't have a lot of money in my account, and I just saw they didn't have a lot of contests. So I saw, oh, they had a 25-cent uh, jukebox.
1: Yeah, the old jukebox. So I jumped in that. Put the quarter in the jukebox.
3: <laughs> I jumped in that. It had 247 people in it, and uh, I was, like, leading for most of the night Cam. I was in first place. I ended up finishing sixth. Fifth actually, I think. Fifth or sixth, whatever. And uh how much? Yeah, frustrating. Nah, I it, it wasn't wasn't a big pay because it was a twenty five cent uh, jukebox. Yeah. True. But, True. But my point is, I've never won one of the tournaments before. Like, right? you know, I've come close a bunch of times, but I've never won. So it's frustrating. W- I want that Hey, at least I won. Boom. I won a stupid tournament on DraftKings, even if it's a smaller one. And I thought last night was the night actually. And why? Because there was only two games. I only picked from two games. I didn't pick from, you know, you pick like we were talking about last week. You know, like you were saying, you don't like it when there's only a few games. It's actually better for, like, for the more casual player when there's less games. Like, the more games there are, the more, like, Dinkmeyer has an advantage type of deal. So,
1: what games were it in Colorado? Was it Colorado, Arizona? And uh, what was the other late game there? No, it was... uh, It was K State, West Virginia, and oh, yeah? Okay. Uh,
3: TCU, yeah, and uh, Oklahoma State. Oh, okay. okay. Speaking of which, actually, I know it's Tuesday today. I'm caught off guard because it feels like Monday, but it isn't. Yep. Um, I'm caught off guard a little bit. Dick Meyer said he's got a hockey
2: guy for us actually.
0: Oh, like
3: nice. You know, like they're well, yeah. Like Go said, Radio had a Go Radio had a hockey guy the, the,
1: the on. Because there's no basketball, they had a hockey guy on. It's interesting. Yeah, a bunch of people are going to be playing hockey
3: tonight that never do. Correct. So there's tens of thousands of people, Cam, are going to be counting on your hockey lineup not to suck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it has got to be a good hockey lineup tonight.